It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter. With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, I have Aaron Flottam. John, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, this uh, the abyss is real, man. Um, Eight-game losing <laughs> streak, Buck, Bucks uh, not in the finals. I think this finals would be, I mean, I'm sure people in Boston love this, but I'm I haven't seen the ratings, but I think this finals is got to be just garbage. But, I mean, this Boston, San Francisco, but nobody else really cares. Um, and uh, that's it. And uh, digging into uh, like we have to get into WIA, which isn't the worst thing on earth. No, probably be talking about them. But I mean, that's that's where we're at. Like, and uh, uh, I don't know how you doing, man. We're we are hanging in there. Um plenty of other things going on here uh nothing that should go on the podcast necessarily i suppose but yeah um my, no my... i know i i've heard you've been busy so uh <laughs> well we did I, get I, a hospital trip uh recently as my six-year-old decided to break his wrist uh, a couple weeks what? before we go to florida yeah oh uh let me guess swing set uh monkey bars yeah so, yeah same close thing. enough yeah yeah fell down put his put his hand down on the way down brace that's one of the first things back when we used when i used to be a ski instructor that's one of the first thing you taught skiers was that or snowboarders is that when you're going to go fall down don't put your arms out tuck them in yeah roll tuck 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 and roll (laughs) don't put out your extremities because your wrist is the first thing that's going to break it's it's i i'm not taking shots at your son but that's like (laughs) (laughs) why is that six-year-old not know what he's doing we teach like don't put your hands out just just fall on your side you know brace your, don't it's, let your head smoke the ground which yes i i need to learn from that one and then just yeah <laughs> keep your arms in so hey we taught everybody something today yeah and it's one of the first things when you learn you know like when we did that um you know our hand-to-hand combat stuff before we deployed mm-hmm. and everything like one of the first things they have you go through is they're like you need to learn how to fall because you're gonna mm-hmm. fall <laughs> learn how to fall without breaking something or knocking when, yourself when I, out when i take the when i take the toddlers out on the bunny hill like i would literally just have them start skiing and just like fall out just like yeah, you're, sit you're down. Gonna do, you're gonna do side somersaults. Like, get your skis up in the air. Just don't, yeah, you know, just, yeah, keep everything in, and turn into a ball. And they actually had more fun with that. And I actually had a couple of parents complain that my kids are really good at rolling down the hill now. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that'll serve them well later. Thank yes. you, ma'am, and uh, sir, and uh, thank you for not tipping. <laughs> All right. Eels. Oh man. Oh yeah. Well, we don't have a whole lot to go over, but we don't have a whole lot to really vamp with right now either. I think so. I got I, I some agenda stuff, so we'll we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. get to what I want to talk. Let's about. just start. We'll we'll start off everything here by telling you that you can follow this show itself on Twitter, and the handle no on way. Twitter for the show is at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow awesome. me at Not So Humble Host. It's a fun feed. It's just anything Wisconsin sports related for the most part. Uh, and Aaron, I know that you have also a very exciting Twitter feed. 
Yeah, you can find me at Cheddar Talk, John. It's at Cheddar Talk. And actually, uh, I'm pretty much sans Russian bots at this point. I, I did hey. a scrub a couple weeks back and eliminated a whole bunch of followers. And I actually came out net neutral because apparently most of the Russian bots stopped following me a long time ago when I started nice. making fun of Russia. Oh, hurtful. Oh. Yeah. That's one of their turnoffs, I guess, huh? Yeah. <laughs> long walks on beaches, tweets of tweets that are anti-russia jeez all right well thank you again for joining us everybody and uh however it is that you follow this podcast remember to uh listen rate download and uh you know review us is one of the big things i say i I didn't say i guess you don't really have to listen just download and tell everybody to download and give us good ratings you don't have to listen listening is optional but find, it's find, nice. find someone who's lonely, who doesn't have things to do at night and wants things to listen to. I mean, we're, we're yeah. available. We are. It's, it's definitely out there. Uh, all right. So let's, we're going to get into actual sports stuff here now with the part of the show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right. Uh, so, Here's here's a fun thing, I guess. You know, it's just come up and it's been hanging out there for a little bit. Craig Council just tied Phil Gardner, Gardner, mm-hmm. Phil Gardner, not Gardner, Gardner, but Phil Gardner. Uh, for those of us Gardner, who watched Gardner. the Brewers through the the nineties, tied Phil Gardner for Phil, not not gonna not gonna not gonna work here anymore. Not work here anymore, yeah. Um, tied him for the most wins as a Brewers manager. Right. Now, to make it more memorable, we decided as a team that they were going to lose eight straight before they did it. So they could talk right. about it for over a week. That that is a, that is a very Craig Council thing to do. And although <laughs> I, I would have to I would have to say, though, that um, uh, Phil Garner, is, he was uh, pre he was the one just before Yost, right? Was he right before? I think there's someone else in between. He might have been. He, he was before Yost, obviously. Right. So that was kind of those early 2000s, I wouldn't say heydays because we didn't win anything, but um, good teams. Um, I, I still have to say, um, oh, God, who was our manager when in the early 90s? Treblehorn, right? Oh, yeah, Treblehorn, and then, yeah. Yeah, Treble, Treblehorn was a, the manager when uh, during the a peak Yount uh, modern year. Uh, in the '90s, when those teams should have won something, but yeah, Treble Horn uh, was course, there. Harvey Kuhn is the greatest Brewers. Yeah, I'm saying the list: Harvey Kuhn, yep. uh, 82, 83, 84s, Rennie uh, mm-hmm. Lockerman, uh, George Bamberger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for uh, 85 Bamberger, to 86, yeah. Treble Horn from 86 to 91, Phil Gardner from 92 okay. to 99, Jim Lefebvre oh, in yeah. 99, oh. and then Davy Lopez. Uh, Jerry, Who's in '99? Davy Lopes, Jerry Royster, then Ned Yost. Oh so there are God. three guys. Uh, I mean, Lefebvre only oh, so was 49 I, games. God, I lost track of things. So that's right. Uh, Garner came in right after Treblehorn. That's right. That's yep. how he got all those wins. And then he he uh, he ushered the team into the dark days. That's right. <laughs> like I don't I don't remember the managers as well as I do the players. Like I I know all, like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he would have been like the uh, he would have been uh, just before the Sexton era, 
when you know <laughs> we Jesse Sexton was on the team and uh, yeah. nobody else remembers anybody else. Uh, uh, Jeff Jenkins kind of came in during that time. Yeah, Jeff Jenkins was always anyways, kind of fun to see. Uh, anyways, so but uh, yeah, no. So I mean, it's 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 not surprising. I I, I still think that uh, Harvey Kewen uh, yeah, is the best manager of all time, only because his artificial leg is still hanging from the <laughs> ceiling of fourth base bar, uh, just south of uh, I almost said County <laughs> County Stadium. Uh, oh, nice. Me. Yeah, it's just south of Ampham Field. Uh, uh, fourth base, of course, is where some of the sh- scenes in uh, Major League were shot. Oh, Apparently, uh, one time when he was manager, Harvey Kuhn got so drunk that he, because he was a diabetic, imagine that, uh, fell off his bar stool and his uh, prosthetic leg fell off. And he they, they helped him out and just left the prosthetic leg there. And that same prosthetic leg is still hanging from the fourth base bar. Yeah, because why go back? At that point, it's just done. Yeah, well, he's got he's probably got a replacement at home, but yes, yeah, Harvey Kuhn's leg is still hanging from a bar in Milwaukee, and so that that's what makes him the best. Oh, and he, he took him to the World Series, so there you go. Yeah, Harvey's and, Harvey's wall bangers. And who was yeah. the the manager right before Harvey? Uh, Buck Rogers. Come on, that's such a good. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's right. Robert Rogers, but everybody called him Buck Rogers. So like, yeah, this is so great. It's like, yep. 21st Excellent. century and beyond. I don't know how that tagline. But I tried. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. tried. So. Uh, but yeah, no the uh, the eight games where they didn't bother to win anything is uh, particularly distressing. And I, the really the part that makes it the worst is the Nats games. Losing two out of three to the Nationals. The Nationals are bad. They are bad. Um, well, Patrick it- Patrick Corbin gets a. Did, I'm sorry. Is he? The, he's, yeah, he gets the win too, and you're just like, come on. You know, we we go through this every early season too. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Grant Grant Bills from uh, uh, the Wisco Sports Show, which I'll bring up later, uh, he brought up something that everybody gets so up in arms. We got up in arms last year about this early season, yeah. and it did come back to haunt the team later in the season too. Was the not hitting, and so um, the Dodgers just got beat by some just trash team. They got swept. Yeah, things happen. It's yeah, it, it, it's 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 early season baseball. Guys are hurt. Things happen. The Brewers played 13, 13 games in twelve days. Was that what it was, or fourteen games in thirteen days? Uh, like, and they're still reeling from that. Uh, Hater finally gave up yeah. runs. You know, it's yeah. dudes yeah, are custom it, one it's, right it's there. Early, it's 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 early season. Things happen. Um, God, who beat the? There was the other game, too, where um, Reyes has the play at second base. He's about to get the lead runner because they caught – it was against the the Padres. Um, And I think it was the Sunday game on the fifth where the last game of the series, and he's got the ball. It was a great play by Telez at Mm -hmm. first. He turns and goes to get the lead runner immediately, and it's Grisham, and they catch him off the base. Mm -hmm. And or Pardon Reyes, I made I made Tellas and Reyes into Torres somehow in my mind, but no, uh, Reyes no. turns to throw to third, and as his arm goes back, the ball continues going back, and so wow. just everybody's safe. Just blew it, and that would have like they would have gotten out of that inning with no runs scored, and it turned into two runs. Well, thank God there that. wasn't. A, thank God there wasn't a Gutierrez in there somewhere either, because then you'd really be confused. Gutierrez, no, I don't know what I would have made it into then. Yeah. Oh, the Pirates went out and swept the Dodgers. Oh, nice! Yeah. That was I. I, um, I use I, I use the Google machine. and I found it out, and that was I mean, after they swept the Diamondbacks. 
and then they proceeded to sweep the Mets. No, they took they split with the Mets. But either way, so yeah, they, they got swept by the Pirates. In LA. All of these things like, happen I'm, in baseball. This is the hardest part about baseball is I mean, the Brewers lost eight in a row and it's bad. It is bad. Mm-hmm. That's not great, especially since you lost, you know, three in a row to the Phillies at home. You shouldn't mm-hmm. lose to the Phillies at home. And they get blown out in two of those. I mean, they lose ten nothing. It's, that, that is that is an unforgivable sort of loss. You lose to the Padres every now and then. The Padres are a good team. Um, you beat them earlier in the season. You you lose three out of four there, and it happens. Uh, losing two out of three of the Nationals, I don't care that you're on the road. You don't lose two out of three of the Nationals. You lose one, whatever. It it's a it's or, a bad or if stretch. you lose two out of three in midst of a you know yeah doing something else. run you know that makes sense too you know like. You took the pedal off the gas when you went to the Nationals. You lost the game, and then, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. like if you're in the middle of a hot streak or something like that, and then, you know, you you lost two out of three to the Nationals, and it that that's forgivable. But yeah, come on, happen. boys, boys, and, come on. And the one thing you do say is they, they they've been without um, you know Peralta and also without uh, Woodruff. So you're like, okay, we've removed two of your all star pitchers. And mm-hmm. not, now, now to see what you can do. So, yeah, I mean, that's one thing. And Lauer got beat up for the first time in a while because he's been great this year. And he got beat well, up the other day. Just, it just got Adamas back and uh, yeah. your wide receiver for the uh, uh, <laughs> Renfro. Oh, yeah. For the, <laughs> for the Las Vegas. Las I'm never going to let you forget that, by the that's way. That's awesome. Cause, yeah, just, just, like, just in case like, you're a first time listener, I brought up that uh, as the season was starting when we were in. Uh, uh, spring training that Hunter Renfro was playing for the uh, Brewers now. And John was very confused. I was like, what the receiver? Sometimes he's, sometimes he's, sometimes he's quiet on the other end because I'm just blabbing on and on and on. Or he's looking up some actual facts while I'm just blabbing straight BS. But he honestly thought that I was talking about the Raiders wide receiver. And I was confused for a minute. I was like, wait a minute. That is the name of the right Raiders wide receiver, right? I didn't, make that up like yeah. there's a guy named hunter renfro and he, obviously I'm also yes, right. there yeah and i mean it's not like john smith or right johnny johnson or you know jose <laughs> lopez hunter uh, renfro like uh, god what was that what's the other one that there's uh uh oh god there's somebody else out there who he's he's a semi-famous person now he has the exact same name as a game show host back in the day <sighs> oh um, um Martindale, Wink Martindale for yeah, the, Wink, uh, Wink Martindale. the There's two Wink Martindales in the world. It's like, well, if your name wait, is what? like Billy Martindale, they're going to call you Wink now. Uh, so yeah, right. the coach for the the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, Wink Martindale. It's like, but there's only other <laughs> other, God, other Wink Martindale. It's, that's the same thing with Hunter Renfro. It's like I only know one Hunter Renfro. Just, no, now you know two. Now we know two. Life is complete. <laughs> one, one place for your hometown nine. So there we go. <laughs> Yeah, um, so the, there's the several things that go on here. First off, yeah, the Brewers, I mean, in this stretch, the shutout, shutout twice, right? Like they lose 10 nothing and 4 nothing. The other ones, they scored four and lost. No, I'm sorry, they, they lost three shutouts because they got shut out twice by the Padres because they went to full two games because they won the, the first game with that ridiculous um, walk-off. Uh, single there because it was bases loaded hit a triple which was almost an inside the park walk-off grand slam which i can't believe that that would have happened at any point in previous history i mean there's a lot of baseball games but 
I've never got hurt. Baseball stats, but I'm sure that's probably (laughs) one. God, they should have turned him on Lou Gehrig. Yeah, so he almost could have made it. Um, But yeah, they win that one. So that's in the ninth inning, the last play, and then they go two straight days with no runs. So I mean, straight up eighteen innings, (laughs) and you're just like, oh my gosh. Uh, they score four the next and lose. They score two the next and lose by one. Uh, shut out. And then they score three. They score five and lose. Score six and lose. Those ones are kind of weird where it's like they had a four-run game, a five-run game, and a six-run game where they lost. You can say what you want about the hitting because it was bad last week, you know, Friday, Saturday, whatever. Uh, they gave up six, three, ten, eight, eleven, eight, and then one. The pitching killed them. I mean, they they, they just can't. Pitching pitching's burnt yeah. out because pitching's carrying the the bit. Yeah, you know, and that and happened plus, last and year. Plus, Walter and Woodruff too. You know, yeah. It's like what would happen if we would have had this kind of pitching back when we had the offense in the early 2010s? It's. <laughs> I mean, remember yeah. back in those days, we were rolling out Supon. <laughs> yes, soups troops. I mean, that's Chris Capuano was a hero. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, eighteen like, game winner. Were, those guys were trash. Like oh. they didn't like. Well, Supon wasn't before he got to the Brewers. Yeah, he but, was like, washed by was, that time. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, so it's, it's 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 so weird how it's give and take, and it's like the parallels between the Brewers and the Packers right now. It's like, what are the Packers going to do on offense? But they're, they're going to have run this great and play defense. defense. May, they they may only give up eighteen points all year, six field goals, but. Yep. Aaron Rodgers and they're gonna we're, 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 they're we're gonna, gonna run lose. the ball and play defense. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be eleven and six because they lost six games three to zero. You know, it's like well, here's where it could get weird because they're gonna have three games against the Mets now and watch them sweep them. It would be hilarious, but I mean, I I wouldn't put any money on that idea. Right. Um, if anybody's doing that, that's not the way to go. Right. Um, Mets are really good and they've been playing really well this year. Um, then, but then we get to play at the Reds. But the last time we played at the Reds, they took two out of three. That didn't work. Yeah. And then a little stretch here where we get Cardinals and Blue Jays. Those could both be problematic. The Blue Jays are a weird team this year, though. Um, mm-hmm. They've got a lot of bats. They got a lot of they they win well, but they also on the road find ways to lose. They really do. It's strange. Um, I just watch them get blown out by teams. You're just like, what what is happening? What am I watching? How is this team? I mean, they got what Bo Bichette and um, Vladdy Jr. And it's like, how is this team just not scoring? What is happening here? That one will be all odd the, to watch they, too. They've got all they've got all the kids up there. Yeah, all yeah, the kids, the kids. Yeah, they got a young team with a lot of great talent and a lot of lot of bats. They can really hit. So that'll be interesting to see how that one goes out. Uh, still mad at the Blue Jays for taking some of the best teams that the Brewers had in the early '90s. And keeping them from winning the division, which at the time that was the only way you got in the playoffs, is you won and then your getting division. Molitor and winning two World Series with him. Yeah, Damn well, those it. were the ones. Like we we had them all the way down to the last two games of the year before we were eliminated a couple of times. There it seemed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they won World Series and we didn't. <laughs> I was like, come on, our team was so good then too. It was it was rough to watch. Yeah, then Rays and Pirates. So it's gonna be interesting coming up. Oh my God, We're, Toronto's got Toronto's got a, a history of uh, running over Milwaukee teams. I don't want to hear. The, the, no, yeah, I know. Between, in, between, right. in between those couple times that that happened, and then just recently, recent history. Oh, yeah, it's at least the, the three. First, the first time, yeah, Gianna. I mean, just like that's a little bit of history, though. Like, yeah, I mean, as as as, as 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 much as Milwaukee and Toronto are 
unrelated except for one's on the shore of Lake Ontario and the other one's on the shore of Lake Michigan. And you could get there in a boat in about six days. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they did poo poo all over the first time the Bucks should have won a, a championship. Yeah. So with one Kawhi Leonard who was there for uh, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. There to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then has done nothing since. Uh, but yes, I, yeah, it's, uh, no, I know. It's just, it's, it's a very, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's, it, it's hard to get, like, there, there really has been a weird emphasis. The, 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 they've really bought into the metrics of the modern game, you know, right. like this team is convinced that the way they're going to get out of things is swing harder and just drive to the fences. The number of people on this team that they play the shift against now is mm. frustrating because you know what? When Yelich was at his best, he was hitting all fields and then the home runs would come here and there. Mm. Now it just looks like he's trying to kill it and they're playing him on a shift. And that's not who he is. That's not his game. It's, it, it just seems like their entire uh, hitting perspective as a team is, well, just hit over them. And mm. it, it is the modern baseball standard. I mean, it's just like saying, you know, you've got the NBA, you got to shoot threes. You're like, yeah, if you had guys who could be technical and shoot middle and get some good interior play, you can, you can hang with teams. I mean, that's really what um, Jokic has been doing. And finding ways to be inside, outside a little bit like that. But it just seems like, yeah, baseball now is you need to hit home runs. You need to have it up and down the lineup. I mean, look at what that Yankees lineup is right now. It's insane. Um, but, I mean, it's just, just like, like – Just like every Yankees lineup, you know, they have down years sometimes when they're just retooling. They're like they're like, they're like the U.S. Army or U.S. Armed Services, you know. Jeez. We have some down years after we've been, you know – kicking ass and you know and and finally we start losing a little bit and it's like okay give us a couple of years oh here we go again all right here we're back we got all the big things now again you know just give us a little bit of time to retool you know so no i mean i the it's it's true and you know just a couple of weeks ago on this very podcast what was i i was a screaming about batting averages and yeah people on base and how all the metrics have turned to, Oh, we got to hit home runs now. Well, guess what? Pitching reacts, fielding reacts, everything reacts, everything reacts in every sport. Nothing stays forever. And like you're starting to see now, like dudes just like laying down bunts down the third baseline yeah. because, because the third baseman's playing on the outfield turf and it's, it's going to change. It, it is the, the shift is it's going to have small balls going to start coming because it's it's going to be how the small market teams are going to be able to stay in it. Right. And it is a garbage. Yeah, sure. Maybe it is. But, you know, no, it's not. It's winning games. Not only that, but in the end, if, if you're 38 and whatever that comes out to math for 162, <laughs> if you're the Cleveland Spiders. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm not going to do that math in my head right now. I think it would be uh, 38 and. That would be good podcasting is us sitting here listening to you do math in your head. <laughs> 38 and 136. Neat. No, I don't know. 126. 126. 38 and 126. Um, yes, that is great podcasting. Um, but I mean, that's, that's it right there. But I mean, when you get nothing else to do, when you're, when you're Tom Berenger in major league and you're just trying to win the games to, you know, yeah. 
when we're gonna bunt in Willie Mays Hayes from second base. That's that's it. Like it's it's gonna come down to that. Like I, I mean, the Brewers are trying to do that. What you're saying, just drive the ball and hit home runs, but they don't have the Bombas. They don't have the people to do it. They have people that would be better off going for doubles and like and Craig. I hopefully will figure it out. Like I mean. I was just, I, I told you during the pregame when we were talking up this, if you go back on my Twitter at Cheddar Talk five yeah, days before yeah. the Nat, the Nats, uh, or uh, about seven days ago, so just before the Nats series, um, uh, uh, Brett Suter's actual Raptor, which is, uh, what is it, at, at actual Raptor, I think. Something like that, yeah. Just when you're on Twitter, go to uh, Brett Suter's actual Raptor. He's a good follow. I think if you find Brett Suter and just look for that, he might be like the second thing that pops up. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a Raptor with a Brewer's hat on its head, and it's not good. It's not good clip art. Um, but anyway, it's, it's pretty janky. But anyway, <laughs> the dude's a, the dude's a good follow, and he he was he, he was laying out some possible lineups for Craig Council uh, to put out there to make Yelich get back better. And I think he had him batting seventh or something like that. And I said, hey, I like it like this. Crazy thought. Bat Yelich lead off. Like, yep. just put him at the top it. of the lineup. Just get him out there right away. No pressure, whatever. And what did he do, like, three days later? Home run to lead off the game. Did they lose the game? Yes. yes. But Yelich has, also, Yelich has also been hitting better as of late. And so I'm just saying, like, the Brewers got to just play some – I mean, Craig knows how to play small ball. Craig used to play small ball. That's how he got to Because he's team. small. Yeah, well, because he's small and with a he's weird so, batting so stance. Little. So little with a big batting oh, that goes way up in the air. He holds the bat way up in the air. But I mean, that's how he got them into it to start when he was the first. He used to be a smart manager. It's like, why what what's going on? Like, are are we that metrics driven now that or do what you know, even Prince, like at the later times of his Brewers career, and when he went over to the Detroit Lions, Detroit, <laughs> Detroit Tigers. <laughs> they could have used him. Uh, he 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 used to slap the ball to left every once in a while just to keep them on their toes. He did it more when he was not trying to find a giant contract outside of Milwaukee. When he was just playing to win, he did it all the time. He could hit every field. Once he decided that he needed to find a way to make big money and leave, he became a pull hitter and was only hitting home runs, which is, Bryce Harper did the same thing too. Right. I, I it's, it's where the money is. Yeah, you stop hitting for average and you start just trying to hit home runs because people will pay. There's more money in home runs than there is for average. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, just look at the contracts of Ichiro. Like he didn't Suzuki for the the rest of you that go uh, for brevity, but like Ichiro <laughs> used to hit 200 hits a, a year, and yeah. I mean he probably would never left Seattle. But like, yeah, everyone loved him. But it was like, yeah, well, he's a single hitter. You know, it's like. That's people on base, and it's moving people. And it's the, the metrics are garbage because the metrics are based on teams <laughs> like – no, they are. They're based on teams like the Yankees that can afford to stockpile artillery. And it depends do, on what metrics and, you're and talking they about. they can hit home runs for games. But in the meantime, everybody else is like, yeah, we're just – no. Like you need solid hitters. You need people who can drive runs. You need Dante Bichette seniors that can hit doubles. You need Lyle Overbase that can hit hit doubles. Like if, if you're not going to be, if you don't have a, a $500 million lineup, like the, the Yankees or the Dodgers, that's what you're going to have to do. Okay. Yeah. That's how the Kansas city Royals won. 
they didn't have they didn't have a bomba squad they had quality hitters they had young lorenzo kane they had young mike moustakis they had they had good players that could Aoki. they had young hosmer they had clutch hitters too like and that's the thing it's like the, you you can't be, if if you've got this much firepower in the pitching, you can't do it with just home runs. I'm sorry, home runs are cool. Chicks dig the long ball, they do, right? But you don't, you can't, um, you, unless you're a major market team, you're not going to do that. The Twins are finding that out. The Twins haven't won a playoff game in their current stadium. The last time they won a, a, a playoff game in their current in their stadium was the Metrodome. And they blew that thing up years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Then they built something else on top there. Um, but yeah, it's. They, they built the parking yeah. lot for Target Field. But, anyways. I just want to read you no. just, just, just looking at the. Because the, this, this. If you haven't actually looked at the Yankees' current roster in a while, it's one of the most outrageous things you'll ever see. It's First stupid. off, Aaron Judge is batting leadoff. Yeah. If no one's been watching this, he's been batting leadoff. Aaron Judge, yeah, the, the, Anthony Rizzo, Giancarlo Stanton, DJ LeMayhew, Matt Carpenter. You're just like, what? Aaron Aaron Judge might not be the biggest guy on his own team. Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo's batting nine. It's like they just um, – oh, and Donaldson. They also have Donaldson out there, uh, Josh Donaldson. So you're like, Donaldson's not from here. Rizzo's not from here. Stanton's not from here. You know, Gallo's not from here. LeMayhew's yeah, not from batting. here. Every they, they, single they, they, guy except for Judge. They're just, the guy they're they just, just bought. Dick, and they also have the 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 fat the the best record to this point in the season ever. Yeah, because yeah, they it's have just, murderers row, and they have, and, and 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 their offense was supposed to be murderers row, but then it turns out they they've got good pitching too. They do have some good pitching. Yeah, this team looks just killer, and it's it's they got mad because they thought they were all going to win it last year, and then they they didn't make a World Series, and then the, yeah, so they're just mad, and so they decided to outspend everybody even bigger. They just—it's been too long since they've won. They've gone into the, the the normal Yankee thing. We'll just buy all your players. It, it is five teams, and then the other twenty-five teams are quadruple A in baseball. That's what it is. Right. And every now and then they'll let you win one. I mean, if you can really sneak past them, they'll let you win one. The Rays have been doing everything right for a decade now in terms of personnel for what they make, and they don't have any. They got to a World Series, right? And they they didn't win that one. Um, they've been doing everything right. It's ridiculous what they do. Their wins per dollar is is untouchable. Um, but it doesn't right. matter. Doesn't matter because well, the Brewers the yeah. Brewers win per dollar is unbelievable, right? And the and the butts and seats at at former Miller Park and Fan Field is unbelievable too. Like they're keeping up with the New York teams for attendance. Yeah, but the thing is, because there's no collective, or what do they call that? It's not collective. Collective bargaining agreement is the uh, yeah, it's the agreement contract. they make. That, but yeah, their collective uh, bargaining is very player friendly. No, and not, it's not also that bit. not that bit. It's it's the TV bit. They oh don't, yeah, there's the, no t- there's they no don't TV share as much in baseball. The revenue sharing NFL, there is in some. NFL, they, in every in NFL, all the all the all the TV money goes into one big kitty, and it gets divided thirty two yeah. ways. There is some revenue sharing, but it's not the same. Um, and no, it's not even close. Yeah, baseball's made to punish small markets. It just is. Yeah, yeah, yes. The, but the, that's Yankees, not Yankees have the Yes Network. Yep, and they have their own network. In the meantime, we're forced to share Bally's with everybody else, and Bally's is—I mean—it's terrible. 
is terrible. The Yes Network, everybody in New York can watch it. Nobody is a Brewers fan anymore because well, you can't. I you am. Can't I just listen it. on the radio. You have to listen on the radio and then watch the highlights because I can't get valleys anywhere on just about anything uh, where I am. So it's it's and I live in Wisconsin. Like, how come I right. not just just surrounded and, by and, Brewers and, and Bucks? And not only that, it's a terrible business model. Like, how how would you not want to proliferate the market with the Brewers? Like, people love the Brewers in this state. It's not yep. like the Bucks that that are a Milwaukee only team. You know, the Brewers are a team, a statewide team. You know, a little bit on because everyone hates the Cubs and everyone yep. hates the White Sox. There's a little bit of twin fandom up in, but that's good fandom. Like, you can't watch the Brewers anywhere. It's, it's so hard to watch the Brewers. And it's, I mean, and they're like, well, true Brewers fans will just go to Charter and get the Charter package. It's like, Charter's a, lot of us are, a lot of us are cord cutters. Charter's a joke. Like, it's awful. I, like, like, Brought to you by Charter. No, why, no. why would you make it so hard? You know what the NFL does really good? What do they do they well, make Aaron? It really easy to see all their games all yeah. the time. As much as you can. They remember two years ago, they 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 tried to put an NFL game on Twitter. Do you remember that Twitter Live? They it they put was a Bills game, right? Yeah, it, I mean, you would have had to watch yeah. it on a device, but you they tried to put a game on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Was it an epic fail? Probably, like in the grand scheme of things, not in the grand scheme of things, but at the time. But you know what? They were trying. The NFL is so easy to watch all the time. Yeah. No, they do a good job it's of that. So, it, oh my God, that's why they're kings. In the meantime, baseball is a niche sport that is on regional networks yeah. that are tied into old contracts that are 100 years old, and we are a gentleman's game, and we have old standards. And here's blah 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 blah. Still makes a lot of money. Money, 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 money. Wow, that was a very long rant of not words. Jeez. But no, baseball's dumb. Like, why, why, why can't we watch Brewers games easily? Because there's already a ton of money in what they're doing, and they're good with it. And this sports time. Yeah, but the players who can make big money still make that money wherever they want to go. Sports not dying. The numbers are still there. People who can watch are all watching, and the stadiums are still full. I mean, like, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's outdrawing most other sports except for football. So, yeah, I mean, in Milwaukee, it is. I mean, not. No, I mean, it does pretty well nationally. That's why. Not, look, not in South Chicago. Not in. The look at the contracts are, the players are signing. They're making money hand over fist in baseball. Bigger than most other sports. The big name I'm players in sure, baseball I'm, are making way more money than a lot of other places. That's. I'm, I'm not even sure how that's a, a thing. Like, there's a ton of money. First I, I, off, there's 162 there was, games. Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, that has a lot to do with it. That does help. But I mean, like, there's the, like they did, they did the uh, uh, who was it that played the home opener out in Baltimore? Is that the Brewers? What? I don't. I don't the, remember. Did the Brewers play the home opener out in Baltimore? I forget I who it was, was right. but like the home home opener at Camden Yards out in Baltimore sold out the first day. Second day was like six thousand people. No, we were in. Um... Chicago. Maybe it was the twins then. Could be. I don't know. Yeah, the twins. But I mean, like, how? Like, it, it doesn't make sense, like, how they make money. It's right. 162 games, yes. Right. And plus. Yeah. Well, we're in the Deldromes here, but this has been a magnificent diatribe and 
left <laughs> turn from anything we were talking about. Uh, it's, I don't know. That's basically where we are with the Brewers. They're down a half game right now to the Cardinals. They'll have a chance to play the Cardinals at home shortly. Once they start getting some of these guys back, there's been a setback again with uh, Woodruff apparently having problem getting blood, you know, getting feeling, is getting some numbness in his fingers. So they're treating that. No, it's not good. That's a horribly <laughs> bad thing for a guy who throws you pretty fast. fingers to throw that ball. Yeah, yeah, for a guy who throws fast and hard, and you you got to get a lot of control on that ball. And, and, and he's and, and yeah. long-term stuff, too. That's not good either. Yeah, so some of it, I don't know. There's some sort of condition that can be treated that they, you might have that they were talking about. They were talking about it on the radio for, I forget which program it was. I, I was think I was listening to the opposing team's radio at one point in the car, hearing them talk about that. But, yeah. Um, get some guys healthy, start getting back into shape. These things, Aaron, you and I have done some, some distance running in our days. You more than me, obviously. Sure. Um, baseball is a long season. I mean, do you run the same when you run a half marathon in the days when we did those things? You know, are are you doing, yeah. (laughs) Are you running the same in mile eight as you are in mile one? Or mile three. No. I, I mean, it's probably not right. far off. I mean, it's, but it's different and it's a harder run. Well, I used, uh, I, well, I, I'm a bad example. I used to get faster as the race went on. So that was, I kept, I was, I was actually usually pretty stable throughout, but the feeling is different. Like eight, yeah. the eighth mile out of 13.1 feels way worse than, actually feels way worse than uh, the 12th mile or the 11th mile. Definitely feels worse. I, I, than the I'd first say two. The, the, the the five full marathons that I ran. So half marathons back. <laughs> let's let's go back to the, when I was in shape days. The the, <laughs> the half marathons were one thing. The full marathons, though, uh, the the twenty two mile breaking point was a real thing. Yeah. And so, in three of the five marathons I ran, it was oh, it was bad, but not terrible. And two of them, one was really bad, and the other one was really really bad. Yeah. And I ended up walking and, the last 4.3 miles. So and baseball I, I did, I, yeah. is a marathon. It it's is. It's 162 games, bad. and you're playing six to seven days a week. And it's a really hard thing to kind of stay up on. And it's really hard to to make sure you're, you're you know, being on top at all times is not a thing any team does. So, yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, the Cardinals can get swept by the Pirates. You know, things like this are going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's well, a that's bad what stretch. I alluded to earlier. It's like this eight-game losing streak and everything going on. I was, I'm like, I, 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 I don't, and well, and it's really, it's really like the, it doesn't start, it doesn't start shaking out until like late June, just just before the All Star break, like right around now. This is when, I mean, the the Brewers are probably going to be one and a half down tonight because I think the Cardinals are up right now, but so it doesn't start shaking out until right around this time, and it's. Who's got enough left to make the second half of the season? That's true every year, unless you're the Yankees that are just whomping everybody's butt. <laughs> but I mean, it's that it's you know, um, it, it's this is this is what it is. You make it through the first half of the season, which is also why the All Star Game's a joke because <laughs> it's voted on. It should be voted on from the second half of last year into this year. Like to be perfectly <laughs> honest, because like maybe true. You it know, kind the of is. game is, hey, everybody's so great in the first half. And I, I forget the example. He was, one of the pitchers that was on an all-star team was just 
Oh, Fukudome. No, it wasn't a pitcher. It was Fukudome from the uh, Cubs. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Remember that flash in the pan? He made yeah. an all-star game as a starter because he had a great first half of the season. And then he ended up with a 277 average, didn't get over 20 home runs, and didn't even have 80 RBIs. And he's <laughs> gone. Yeah. Nobody sees him anymore. Like, yeah, that was sorry. I'm glad I came up with that example. That's one of the greatest names. Yeah, we'll say about that later. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we can't. Yeah, just just spell it out and just say it no. phonetically, and it's fun. Yeah. Uh but yeah. Um, either way, it, it, that that's where we are with baseball at this point. So. Let's kind of move on. The Packers had some mini camps, uh, mandatory ones. So Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. actually showed up for mandatory this year because, hooray, you know, whatever. whatever. Uh, the team showed up. Uh, everybody got there. What was one? Somebody said there was something interesting about how, I think it was from Acme Packing. We were kind of joking about it. Uh, I think it's right before the day where uh, Lazard had to pick up his, his option for the restricted mm-hmm. free agency. And so it's like making sure he was in town for, you know, that day. I was like, you know, I think they set their mandatory camps just kind of roughly based on the NFL schedules and the permitted days. But, you know, that's a fun conspiracy theory. So I like to throw it out there. (laughs) They picked the specific day only because they wanted to have Lazard need to be in town for this. Right. Because why not? I don't know. You had something you were going to say about Lazard's Uh glasses. Oh no! I was, I was, and you're right. I mean, it's all—it's all a show. I mean, like oh, yeah. we—that's we, the best part about sports is like it's—it's it's theater, but it's not theater, even though it's theater. And so they do things, and now they understand it. Anyways, so no, uh, Lazard. Uh, I, I I posted it on Twitter at uh, not so humble host. I, I forwarded it to John. <laughs> um, uh, Alan Lazard eyewear. Very nice. Good look. Good look. He sh- he showed up looking very dapper. Uh, apparently, apparently Bob Tob picked him up oh, from that's the right. Uh, yeah, picked him up from the airport. Uh, yeah, because we know these things nowadays. I, Thirty tongue. years ago, we wouldn't have cared. No. Hey, Alan Lazar's in town. Great. Anyways, uh, but uh, yeah, no, Lazar's eyewear uh, was clutch today when he showed up. He <laughs> looked really good. Um, I. I I don't have to wear glasses myself. I've been blessed with 40-40. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when you put 20 and 20 together. He's a 40-40 man. 20-20 and 20-20 equals 40-40. You and, no. and Jose Canseco. Go. Yeah. <laughs> God, Jose Canseco was great. Anyways, First 40-40 um, guy. Yeah, 40-40. Um, yeah. 40-40. 40-40. Right? I don't know about the other one. But 40-40 he was. For well, sure. I mean, RBIs, obviously. Um, but no, uh, his, his, his eyewear looked good. And also, I uh, forwarded to John at uh, uh, Not So Humble Host was uh, a tweet about A.J. Dillon's legs. Yeah, the mayor of Door Which, County. John Kuhn was up in Door County apparently and looking for him. He's like, where are you at, mayor? <laughs> it was great. It's a fun little his, story. His, 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 uh, his uh, mus- muscular structure on his lower part of his body is ridiculous. So I tweeted John a uh, picture of him uh, playing some charity softball, <laughs> and uh, his quads have quads. Oh, so. no. Well, the young guys beat the old guys in the charity softball game, so that was yeah, one of the only bits of news. I mean, like, there's not a lot coming out of Packers camp yet, but hopefully there'll be something enough to save us from, you know, doing this show again where we talked about 
Fukutome from however long ago he was playing. I, I, I don't even remember what I talked about at this point. <laughs> I just right. put on the I just put on the Aaron Rant glasses when I came on today, and whatever. it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, mostly talk, they've been you want, you want to talk about WIA track, and I I haven't been a track coach for ten years, so all I'm right. Well, let's. There really is what we have. We have no bucks. We have no real Packers news beyond that, and there's nothing from the Badgers. Uh, I guess they've reported now, so the Badger players are showing up. They had a big picture of the class of 2022 coming in. They're like, welcome to the family and all that. Uh, But nothing really to report there other than that some guys are practicing, so it'll be interesting. But uh, beyond that, that, that's all we have for the main stuff. So we're going to put in, as Aaron said, just going to be some track and field here. Everything else we're going to line up into the segment of our show that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right. So for last call, like we said, you got some track and field. We didn't keep up on this like we normally would like to do for things like this. Um, so I want to kind of touch on a couple things here. Badger men's track. So indoor was way back in February. Badgers indoor for the Big Ten finished fifth with 74 points. Uh, that includes Olin Hacker winning the 3,000 and the 5,000 meter. Lawrence Johnson finished second in the 60. He ran a 6.63 in the 60 meter. If you're like, 60 meter, what's that? It's indoor. All right. It's indoor. Indoor track is different. Most things are shorter. It's a weird track. Uh, so you run a well, they're, 60. They're on a, they're on a 200 meter track. So. Yeah. So you're running a 60 meter instead of the 100. There is no 100 in indoor track. Then, you know, everything is weirder. If you run the quarter, it's, you know, like just around. Well, it's, it's not, it's not even a, I mean, it's an, it's an 80 meter track and you're taking off the first curve. So you're just, you know, yeah. and that's the reason why you also have the 50 meter sprint instead of the 100 meter sprint. Anyway, the 60. Ball, yeah. Yeah, and then um, so in, in in some Northwood schools that aren't too big, and they still have indoor tracks like Manaqua, you have a 183 meter indoor track, and then there's all sorts of weird math. So anyhow, yeah, we used to do our our uh, indoor track meets. We'd have one in Marshfield usually, and then we'd do another one because UWSP was you know at the grip and point. We had one mm-hmm. at UWSP because they've got the big indoor mm-hmm. track and that's full, an amazing full quant. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Um, and we would at when I was in ROTC at lacrosse, we would use one of the indoor tracks uh, for our PT tests in the, in the winter <laughs> rather than trying to run around outside. Nice. Um, but yeah, then uh, Charlie Wheeler also placed fifth in the 5,000 meter. When we get to the outdoor season, the uh, men's team finished third in the big 10. They had 90 points. And that includes again, um, Olin Hacker wins the 5k and was big 10 champ for the second year in a row. Adam Spencer wins the 1500 meter. And uh, Abdullahi Hassan was the 800 meter champ for the Big Ten. So I got three Big Ten champions listed right there for the men's team. It's the hardest race in all. It's the worst. It is just the worst thing ever. That's what I. That's what I ran in high school, and I. I was. I was sub two minutes twice, and it's not a sprint, but it's a sprint. Uh, Lawrence, it's 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 when yeah. you're anaerobic. It's it's when you go from aerobic to anaerobic. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the roughest thing on earth. And so some of the, the like I, I don't know where the, the world world record is right now, but like some of the guys that do like 140, like way then the 140s way down there, like they can manage to complete two laps on completely aerobic. But it's 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 the toughest race there is. And and no, don't yeah. let anybody else tell you that. Like you can be a distance runner. You prepare to be a distance runner. That's right. 
Yeah, yeah, you're going to do that. The 800 meter dash or the 800 800 meter run. It feels like a dash because it, yeah, it's a different it. type of run. It's it's yeah. right in that middle ground where you have to be pushing as hard as you can mm-hmm. at a rate that's not quite distance running, but it's not quite sprinting because you'll kill yourself. So yeah. it's it's and, a it's a terrible run. It's a terrible. And my, and, difficult in my run. small town, we were always good at the four by 800, and that's what led off. That's what leads off. I, I don't know if it leads off anymore, but it was still leading off when I was a track coach up in Rhinelander. The 4 by 800 is the first race, the 3,200-meter relay, and it's four guys that have to run 800 meters, and it's a beast. And it, it takes you down, and then you have to run the 800 later on like again. Right. Like, That's a bad one. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. So, yeah, congratulations yeah. to him on doing that with yeah. the 800-meter. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Johnson, who we mentioned in the 60 just a minute ago here, was uh, he also finished third in the 100 and also third in the 200. His 200 is a 20.49 second oh, 200. Uh, that's good enough for third in the Big Ten. And his 100-meter uh, dash was 10.12. Uh, they, went to the NC- they went to the NCAAs then, the outdoor. They scored 11 points and finished 25th. Uh, Olin Hacker finished as the champion, the national champion in the 5K. Uh, his father, Tim Hacker, was the cross-country champion in 1985. So his father's a national champion. He's a national champion. That's kind of a cool little line. Congratulations to him. Yeah, yeah fantastic to have that. Another another tough race, yeah. Um, so here we go. Uh, women's uh, Badgers uh, indoor. They finished fifth at the Big Ten Indoor Championships. They had 68 points. That included getting a 1-2 from the weight throw, which is like indoor hammer toss. All right, from uh, Chloe Lindemann and Olivia Roberts. That's, I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, Kylie Robbins placed seventh in the 60 meter, uh, ran 7.41. And Destiny Hooven uh, was fourth in the 60 meter hurdle. When they got to the outdoors, the women's team finished second. And I love this in the story when they're talking about it too. They said, that's their best finish in two years. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, they haven't finished this well for two years now. You're like, well, that's not that long that's, a stretch. That's a, that's a Why even bother mentioning a stretch that's two years long? Um, Bia- uh, Bianca Stubler finished second in the 400-meter hurdles. Destiny Hooven, who we just mentioned, finished third in the 100-meter hurdles. Uh, and Olympic qualifier Josie Schaefer finished third in the shot put, 56 feet and 7.5 and inches. I didn't throw that's a, that that's a blast. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, yeah. Uh, they finished 37th in the NCAAs, though, uh, scoring six points. Uh, going down to D3. I think, I, think the, I think the furthest I ever threw a shot put was like 42 feet. I don't remember. I think I was like 48. I'm sorry, I, it's been yeah. a while. It, it's, yeah. that, and that was small, way better small, at discus. Small. Way better at discus. Small, small school. I was a I was a eight hundred uh, mile runner, and uh, I just did shot put because we didn't have anybody else to do shot put. And I played football, <laughs> so you can do shot put, right? Okay, good. Let's I did shot put and discus. I was mostly like discus. They um, let me go into a mile one time as a lark, and I finished fifth because I ran a four fifty two. I think um, I, I or four fifty five, right? No, no, I beat a lot of people, actually. <laughs> uh, it was the Iola meet where they had unlimited entries, so you could put in anyone you wanted. So I did the, what did I do? The one, like, I think I did the 400 
and the mile and the shot and disc. I won the discus that day in what was my worst meet of the year in terms of discus. I think I threw 107. It was terrible. It was a terrible day I for me. That, that little, <laughs> and I, I won. <laughs> I, I owe that, that, that little town up uh, up in, north, in northeast Wisconsin, right? Well, central. Central Wisconsin. No, I'm, 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 I'm confused right now. Continue, John. It's because you're in Janesville. Everything's north, jerk. Yeah, that's right. Well, nowadays, yeah. Turning into one of those. Yeah, we're, um, we're, we're the drain of the state. That's where all the water runs out at the bottom. <laughs> but, um, yeah, in D3 men's, actually, UWO Claire wins the D3 championship for men's track. So that's fantastic to hear. Uh, so congratulations to the Blue Golds on a, a national championship in men's track and field. Well, what? Well, Wisconsin schools dominated this. Listen to this. Of the top 26 teams, there are six Wisconsin schools here. So it's Eau Claire 1, UW Lacrosse 4th, uh, UW Oshkosh 10th, UW Stout 11th, UW Whitewater 16th, and Carroll College 26th. No way. That's awesome. That's a fantastic yes. run for, for Wisconsin schools there. Especially uh, for kids that can't run outdoor for four, <laughs> four months out of the year. What are you doing? It just trains your body to like, now it's good running weather. I could go forever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, Loris College uh, actually won the women's championship. That is not in Wisconsin. Uh, I'm not really sure where that school is. Uh, I don't see it. But either way, um, UW Lacrosse finished second in women's D3. Uh, so they're the runner-up national champs. Carroll College finished ninth, UW Eau Claire 22nd, and UW Platteville 26th. So uh, that rounds out everything until we get started with the new sports year next year uh, for college sports, at least. We've wrapped up wrestling, softball, baseball, uh, track and field. Uh, we've, we've hit most everything. And that's why we like doing this as a Wisconsin sports show. We, we can cover all these in the last call segment we do. It's nice to talk track and field every now and then. Aaron was a runner. I, I ran some, and I, you know, we did throwing. Love track and field. It's such a great event. It's such a great spectacle to watch. I love watching track and field. Um, it, it's a it's a really cool thing to see. I love watching shot putters because shot put kind of like being an offensive lineman was doing a hundred things in about a second and a half. You know, it's it's a lot of stuff to watch because it's. It's such a short space, but you have so much you have to do, and every one of them is taking feet off your throw. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I loved discus. You know, it's just such a it, it is something that'll drive you crazy if you're a perfectionist. You're just like, my foot was wrong, I spun and my hip turned wrong, I didn't get my knee here. And you can see my knees off. That's probably taking a foot and a half off my throw. I didn't get my elbow high enough. I didn't release low, you know, release at the right angle. It's so much stuff. It's great. I love track and field. And track, it's nice and to talk about a, track and field is a great sport too. And it's, it's, it's a low income sport. Like you don't Generally. need a lot to do it. Like football is expensive. Hockey is really expensive. You know, there's so many sports that are, you know, basketball is not expensive, but it's time consuming. And, especially if you, if you're doing AEU and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I was a track and field coach and I was a cross country coach, even though I never ran cross country. Um, I, when I was up in Rhinelander, I became a cross country coach. And the one thing that I always tell everybody about cross country and track and field is that it's a good sport. You know, it, it, some of my cross country runners were just doing cross country to get in, get in shape for basketball yeah. or, 
whatever for their winter sport. And that's cool. Like we had one of our best runners was Nate Shoney and he did it for basketball and he was a really good cross country runner. And when, when all said and done, when I was up in Rhinelander, I, I had my last year was when I was coach up there uh, during graduation in the spring, huge, they had big classes. They had 400 people a class and eight of the 10, eight of the 10 people that were uh, the top, uh, 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 let me, uh, one graduate, sorry, I'm, 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 we're at the end of the show, getting getting choked up right now. But so when graduation came around, eight of the top 10 people in the class, including the valedictorian and solidatorian were runners. It's, 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 it's an intelligent, it's a smart sport. It, 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 it makes you understand endurance. You have to know what you need to do. Like turn it left your or body. turn right. It tests your body limits. Like it's, yeah. it's really, it, it's, I love track and field so much. Yeah. God, sorry. And yeah, yeah. so getting choked up inside thinking about my runners. And Oh God, they were so good. <laughs> I, uh, I did a little bit of when, when I was in college, I helped out once with the uh, Westby uh, track and field team and uh, watched them some with, you know, just their weight people and such. So it was a lot of fun. And I just really do love track because there's there's something for everybody. You know, like it's it's a team and you're like, all I do is I, ch- I can jump. I know how to jump. I'm like, cool, come out here and jump. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know how to run f- f- straight lines. You're like, cool, I got one straight line. Like I can run long distances. I can run medium distances. I I guess I'm just strong. You're like, okay, let's, we've got something for you in track. It's so great. Track and field, by the way. Yeah. And and unless you're like in the national championships or in the Olympics, there's no big crowds. You're just literally, you're, you're doing it for yourself and you're, you're doing it for your friends. Like, especially relay teams. Like there's so much that you have to rely on each other. Like when you're doing the four by 100 or eight by, or the eight by 400 four by 800, you know, getting that baton tossed off straight, you know, (laughs) I, I love track tracks. It's awesome. It's fantastic. And we'll just say that that's where we're going to end on a happier note (laughs) because it's better than talking about the brewers at this point, but thank you again, everybody for joining us for a wonderful week of Wisconsin sports, mostly wonderful. We've got good things to say, at least at the end here. Uh, join us again next week. Hopefully we'll have better Brewers news to talk about next week. We'll see. All right. It, it is what it is. Uh, but remember to follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. Remember to follow me at Not So Humble Host. And please, please, please do follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. It's You won't regret it. I'm telling you. It's entertaining. It's good times. I got a um, picture of a young rock with uh, uh, Ric Flair. Not nice. <laughs> All right, and remember also that whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening, and on Wisconsin.